All right. Epi 3 of the Weekly Fix. Epi, epi we got We got a special episode for you guys today. Man, we've been waiting for this for what? Like two, Juice. two and a half weeks? Juicy content. Juicy oh, content. Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we've been we, planning it. We, we have been waiting to get this individual on here for years. 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 <laughs> Years. contacted her manager you know it was a little mm -hmm. tough at the start but you know she's made the appearance so yeah we figured yes. it out so today we have the ceo and founder of her own company coverage collective she's an arizona physiology alumni uh and planning to go to Pittsburgh for her master's in healthcare ethics uh she has her own podcast which she hosts uh it's called welcome to the collective uh say hello to a longtime friend of mine Brianne Helfrich. Thanks for being here. That was that was very good. Right? Yeah. I yeah, practiced. Yeah. That you know all this about me. <laughs> well, the I'm reading it, but yeah. We got it from yeah. your manager when we're on the waiting list. Exactly. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. Said, Can you just send me every little thing about you real quick? Yep. Just yeah, give me the lowdown. Exactly. And I've also practiced it in the mirror like probably four times before this. So <laughs> I wasn't filling I up my water believe, bottle before I this. I was it. literally just practicing that in the mirror. <laughs> yeah. Dex is a big mirror rehearser guy for sure. Mm -hmm. He is. Yeah. yeah easily. Yeah. Easily. No, but uh, we appreciate you being here um, and taking the Thanks time for, for uh, having me. Yeah. And taking the time out of your week and day to be here. Um, so yeah, I'm very busy. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we all I have are. A lot of plans in lockdown. I'm very busy. We all are. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I guess we'll just jump like right into this. Um, up until okay. this point in your life, um, you've done so much. So from dancing, right, from doing hip hop and jazz, and mm -hmm. that's pretty much you know my knowledge of dance so all the other things in between mm -hmm. i'm sure yeah, there's the plenty names. i know the names mm -hmm. of the dance i don't know anything about it i could try like That's i could do a little tip a right here yeah but, hey yeah. do you know what it's, it's good um yeah but then like to getting involved in the fashion scene um and starring in a new york uh new york fashion week um and even making it to the cover of your of uh pop and presca i think i'm saying that right mm -hmm. uh there journal you uh you're on the cover of that which is crazy um, and even further, you were Miss Teen Edmonton um, mm -hmm. when you were younger, younger, casual, casual. Yeah. But not only that, but now moving forward, and now you're the own your your own founder and CEO of your own clothing company. Like yes. what? But then you don't I even know. stop there. You're further, and you're pursuing a master's <laughs> in school in a, probably a tough program. Like physiology is ass as it yeah. is, so you know that's mm -hmm. tough. But you're finished that. But you said no. I want to keep going. So you, yeah. Now you're doing ethics in, in healthcare. That's crazy. I feel I feel like we're introducing Tiger Woods or something. Dude. Here, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, Tiger Woods would like show cars. Yeah. Nuts. It's nuts. Nuts. Yeah. So so what I wanted to do is I wanted to start with the biggest thing in your life right now, and that's the company you started. Okay. So yes. Please explain to us kind of what this is all about and where this came from and what made you kind of decide to start. Okay, do you journey. want the Cliff Notes version or like the... However you want to present it to us is dive totally fine. We got first. all the time okay. in the world, so just, just, just give it to us straight. Just <laughs> give it to you. Okay. Yeah. You betcha. So, like you said, I went to school in Arizona. Basically, I went to school there because in high school, I didn't really have the greatest time. And basically, I just like needed to leave my hometown. That was kind of the gist of it. So I just packed up and I decided to leave like within a month and I didn't know anyone there. I just decided to go to school there, all this stuff. 
And so I came home for spring break, like last March to study for the MCAT. And obviously the pandemic hit and I just never went back to school. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, I was basically stuck back in my hometown where I like purposely left. And I had so much anxiety being here all the time. Obviously, lockdown was a lot for everyone. The pandemic was a lot for everyone. Totally. And so, yeah. And so like with that, that was really hard and then also i was applying to med schools and every single med school said we don't want you you (laughs) absolutely not (laughs) so that's obviously a lot to take on especially when your whole undergrad is like supposed to prep you for that moment and when you don't get it you're like well shit now like now what do i do so basically i was just kind of depressed and i was stuck at home and i wasn't loving it especially when i was in school in arizona i was living with my roommates with my best friends it was so fun and then coming home and living with your parents again is a very 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 different thing and so i just didn't yeah i just like didn't really cope with it very well so i decided to start a clothing company and basically donate a portion of the proceeds towards the first collection is going towards mental health and then also I decided I should donate like physical hoodies to another organization at the same time. So yeah. And so, each collection will go towards like different things. That's super cool. So how did you come up with the yeah. idea that you wanted to kind of give back to like mental health research and mental health kind of community, I guess? Um, yeah. I mean, first of all, like I'm a very empathetic person. I mean, we know this. I, <laughs> I feel for literally everyone. So like someone will do something to me and I'm like, that's okay. That's fine. You're probably going through your own thing. It's fine. So especially because like I was going through my own mental health thing and I had to start therapy and I had to start like working through my own trauma. I was like, mental health is so like so important, Hundred percent. especially like with my undergrad, it's so focused on like your physical health and not really your mental health. And so I just wanted to kind of raise awareness on it, especially like it sounds kind of weird, but I think a lot of people probably look at me from the outside looking in and they're like, she has her shit together. She's doing all this stuff. She went to school somewhere else, like whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, I'm actually like a mess of a human. Like, just so you know, like we're all just trying to get through. So I was like, it's so important to let people know this. Well, I think, I I think, I think. Go, go ahead, it. go ahead, Justin. Oh, I was going to say, I think a lot of people like go through the same thing and you're mm-hmm. right. It's not talked about a whole lot and there's not a whole lot of awareness, like a whole lot of awareness around it. And yeah. it's almost still in a way stigmatized. And oh, totally. I think we're, I th- and I think we're moving towards the direction of being able to talk about it more and mm-hmm. being aware that a lot of people if not everyone goes through it at some point in their life yeah and having I, I think, it's, I, I, think so I was the, the one thing i wanted to say too is even before it becomes a conversation and before even the stigma even comes up one of the biggest things that needs to be talked about is even understanding your own mental stamina and being able to sit mm-hmm. back and say you know what like the brain is actually one of the most important muscles in the body like we i work out i think you know like building muscles is important but building the the, mm-hmm. the brain as a muscle is actually one of the most important things because what will actually get yeah. you through the workouts through the undergrad moving into med school 
handling being a CEO of a Just company is really, it really is understanding mm-hmm. your own mental stamina, right? Yeah. And then, you know, obviously, and then once you recognize that and you, and you kind of do the, the, oh, maybe some things are off, then, then the conversation of, okay, like, let's, let's think about therapy. Let's do this kind of comes up. But yeah. I think a lot of people don't have that first step there. They don't, they don't have that understanding of where their mental stamina is and realizing that their, their, their brain just isn't functioning properly in, in their day-to-day activities, right? Mm-hmm. And like, that's yeah. like why the pandemic was so crucial for me, because I was forced to sit at home and like, feel all my emotions. Like my first coping mechanism, like people were mean to me in high school. So I packed up and I moved and I was like, I'm just never going to speak to them again. Yeah, I'm out. So yeah. being in the pandemic, like I w- literally someone said something to me and it was mean and I had to sit at home and be like, okay, why did they say this? How am I feeling? Why am I going through this? Yep. And that was so important because I just would avoid it all the time. And like yeah. you said, it's so important that people know like they're not alone. Like I would go through a breakup and I said to my mom, like, I'm the only one going through a breakup. I am the only person That's feeling this. True. And she's like, she's like, are you dumb? Like yeah. literally you're <laughs> like your 23, <laughs> like every person yeah. is going through a breakup. Yeah. And I'm like, no mom, I'm the only person that feels this. I'm the only one that this has happened. And she's like, you're such an idiot. There, there's a lot of conversation actually around those specific situations. So, you know, a few days ago, I was doing some research and there was this TED talk and it's it's this this funny Asian guy. He's hilarious. And, and what he talks about, <laughs> it's called rejection therapy. It's absolutely hilarious. If you go on YouTube and you search up TED talk rejection therapy, mm-hmm. it is literally one of the funniest videos I've watched. So this guy, basically, he, he was, uh, he had come from a purely Chinese family. He could barely speak a lick of English. He had all these aspirations kind of move into the US. And one of the things he kind of realized is that even though he had all these goals and he had these, like he had this existential self and he wanted to do all these things, a lot of them just weren't happening. And he he would shy away from all of that rejection and he couldn't handle it, right? He couldn't handle people telling yeah. him it takes hard work and you're not necessarily going to do this and it goes down the line, right? So the funny mm-hmm. part about this is he 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 comes across this thing online and it's a hundred it's a it's a it's basically a training tool and it's a hundred days of rejection. So you come up with a hundred situations where you 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 literally subject yourself to rejection. I'll give you some examples. So the first one, he goes uh, he goes to a burger joint and he orders a burger. He sits down, he eats it, and then he goes up to the manager and he goes, "Can I have a burger refill, please?" And the manager just kind of like looks at him like, "What the hell?" Like, obviously <laughs> oh not, dude. God. Are you stupid? Like, I would never. He's like. No, no, no. I, I, I want, I want a burger refill. So that was one of them. The other one was he goes up to this random uh, person's house with a plant. And he knocks on the door, and the guy answers. He goes, "Hey, can I plant this, uh, this, uh, this, uh, this plant in your backyard? Do you mind?" And and the guy's like, uh, "Who the hell are you?" Like thinking this guy's like on drugs or something like that. But you know, as funny as those situations are, the one big thing that he had kind of talked about was it isn't necessarily. It isn't necessarily the rejection it, itself that like most people are fearing or, you know, people need mm-hmm. trading around. It's it's how to turn no's into yeses, asking the question why. And if you feel like you're you're moving yourself away from a situation because you fear that rejection or you fear what someone's thinking or saying, it's usually because you haven't tried to get to that yes moment or get to the point mm-hmm. where you can like it, it, you want you understand that other side. You kind of understand what I'm saying. Yeah. So I thought I just thought that was kind of a cool little a cool little, little video experiment. i want to hear what your kind of thoughts are on that but yeah i, I thought it was hilarious this asian guy he's like five dude, foot three dude, I, I, bro, I couldn't i don't think i could do that 
I don't no, know. I know. That's, and, that's and, uh, tough. That's just, that's Could you imagine? Point. That's what he's trying to say is that you're supposed to, it's, it's not so much the rejection that people are fearing. It's, it's the unknown of what that other person is thinking. So like, for example, right. if I were to come to you and I was the one knocking on your door and I was like, Hey man, can I plant this in your backyard? You're going to look at me like, who the hell are you? Yeah, like get, get the hell my out of my porch. Mm-hmm. Right. right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, but at the end of the day, if I said, what do you think this is weird? If I put the insecurity out there, I say, why? Like what? what why not? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this would be great for your backyard, yeah. yada, yada, yada. That automatically gets rid of that rejection where it's like, mm. what are they thinking? What are they thinking about me? Oh, God, like, do, am I saying the right thing? Like, uh, you know what I'm saying? That's what he's trying to get at. Is it's like, that's that's how he was able to actually fulfill his existential self and kind of get through some of those barriers, which I thought was kind of funny. But guys, big I brain. mean, it's all kind of like a mindset, you totally. know, like entirely like even with med schools like them rejecting me like i kind of had to take it and be like okay but maybe i'm just not supposed to go right now because maybe a master's is going to make me a better physician true yeah like you know like you have to kind of like switch your mindset instead of like they hate me being like no this is just the way it's supposed to happen obviously not all the time obviously a few breakdowns and i said f this i'm never going to med (laughs) school like fuck that but now that's it it's over yeah Yeah, but now i'm telling you no it's actually fine yeah yeah (laughs) so you flip you flip that switch you flip that switch yeah Yeah. later Um, once i had time to cope exactly yes exactly yeah yeah um So that's kind of like foreshadowing what we're going to talk about here in a sec. But I wanted to, before mm-hmm. we jump off of uh, your company and stuff, um, mm-hmm. I do want, for the people that are watching on YouTube, do you have an example of a hoodie that you can show us? Yeah. Let's see if you can see it with my great lighting yeah. that's going on. <laughs> wait, and- hold on. Maybe I'll do this. <laughs> Let me put my flashlight on my phone. <laughs> okay, the flashlight. The mood devil. lighting. The, the, the mood lighting. This see, is, we're, it's like it's like word. we're at it's 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 like oh yeah, we can we can see it. We can see it. So can you? I love that logo. That's so cool. Yeah. Can that's you so cool. can you kind of give us a, a lowdown on like how the design came up? For the first, the first um, batch of hoodies that you were coming up with? Yeah. So honestly, I Googled the symbol for trust on Google yeah. and I saw people with like their hands and I was like, that's kind of sick. Like you're trusting each other. You're like shaking hands or holding hands, that kind of thing. And then basically I just worked with a graphic designer and we just kind of came up with the concept. I literally sent him like my own little drawings and he was like, I don't understand what you're trying to tell me right now. <laughs> So he helped me. Wait, you're not an you're not an artist as well as all these things. Oh, come on, Tiger! What did you expect from Oradia? Your manager told me you were an artist. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if you want to tell people that, like, I drew it myself, go ahead. But we're actually interviewing Picasso here. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, and then the on the front it says 1997, correct? Yeah, that's, that's when I was born. That's obviously the yeah, the year that you were born. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, um, everyone's like, 1997, interesting. Like, early in 2020 year. or whatever, when it happened, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I just couldn't put that on a shirt. Yeah, right? I just, like, could not put 2020 in. Like, we can't we can't be reminded of that. Yeah, well, no, from, from no, no. exactly no, no, from no, all no. your consumers and, and, yeah. your, and your customers. Thank you for not putting 2020 on a hoodie <laughs> that represents so mental health. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we you appreciate don't, it. You don't plan to make uh, the uh, the masks with 2020 right across the mouth. Oh <laughs> yeah. Those would sell like wildfire. <laughs> oh <my>. Exactly. <laughs> I would That's never. Hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> so do you have more designs and stuff planned to come out in the yeah, future? Um, we actually are... Sp- we're hoping to launch the next one like end of April. I'm just 
such a perfectionist that I've gotten like seven samples for this next one because I'm like, oh, we need to add like a little dot right here or like we need to do this. <laughs> but that's, so but that's, hopefully that's positive, I end think. of April. That's yeah, cool. I'm just literally nuts. I'm like sending them emails, like seven page emails. And I'm like, guys, this is what we got to do. But yeah, hopefully really soon. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I guess my kind of questions around this. So I, I, I'm an entrepreneur. I, I work in venture capital. So, you know, uh, I'm mostly, I'm mostly involved with the startup of a lot of businesses and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I, I'm usually incubating quite a few businesses as well. So, you know, obviously my kind of questions revolve around like how, how you kind of came to like, basically I'll put it to you this way. A lot of, a lot of the like favorite brands that I have, a lot of the people who are behind the names have either come from different niches within their space. So for example, like a brand, like off white, um, you know, Virgil Abloh mm -hmm. used to work for Louis Vuitton. A lot of his designs are, are based off of what he kind of learned being a lead designer at Louis Vuitton. So, you know, I guess my first question is, is like when, when you kind of came into this, uh, the startup, like what, what were some brands that you kind of referenced or used to kind of, paint paint the way for for kind of what you're doing now um i think a big one's like talentless like scott yep. disick like i just think it's so yep. like i just think it's so dope like and also my big thing was i was like i want it to be unisex like i wear i mean the one i'm wearing right now is shadow hill like i just wear so many hoodies and like streetwear brands and i'm like the fact that girls can wear them and guys can wear them like that's kind of what i want it yeah yeah to be yeah totally. and yeah, i'm kind of and of a tomboy anyway so i'm like it's i think it's sick yeah yeah i, I think it's sick yeah. too and, and and that's just it so you know uh, kudos to you that's really awesome Thanks. um you know another, another big thing too is i, I find because I, I again i talk to a lot of entrepreneurs and, and people who are in the same mm -hmm. space and stuff like that and you know a big conversation point is uh you know, knowing when to make sound business decisions and when to be uh, a risk taker or take the leaps of faith and knowing mm -hmm. when you have breakthroughs and knowing when you don't. So I guess one of my big questions is, would you say that, you know, at the start, you know, you were kind of you were kind of making trying to make the best sound business decisions for what you have have going on? Or do you think maybe you're a bit of more of a, a risk taker at the start? And now you're making those uh, more sound business decisions? Or do you think maybe kind of throughout it's it's kind of been a ham and egg situation where you're kind of doing both? I feel like I'm kind of doing both. I mean, obviously, I did not go to school for this. I don't know anything about it. Like, Which I, is a risk on its own, right? Yeah. yeah like, And everyone yeah. always like asks me, that, and they talk to me as if I know stuff. And I'm like, guys, to be honest, I have no idea. Like, You're asking me a brand. business That's thing, it. and I have no clue what you're saying to me. I don't yeah. really know how much I should charge for stuff. Like, I'm just, it's all a learning curve. And I, I think that't one of my biggest strengths though is that I like have an I it started as a small idea and I thought I was just gonna sell it to like two people and be like okay yeah. I'm done but yeah. I'm just such a person that I'm like hmm, now we're gonna make another one yeah. okay yeah. sick and now we're gonna do this and now it's gonna become on Forbes 30 under 30 like I'm like I just am gonna just keep going with it until but I think that says something about your character people don't want it. you know like you've... that's an entrepreneur's mindset man anybody well, who's yeah. has incubated a startup or has been part of it and and really believes in their brand and wants to build brand identity and build a community that's mm -hmm. that that is that is the mindset right there like that's what you yeah. Need. That's, yeah that's just how it works and I'll tell you something I'm glad you said that it was a bit of mi a mix of both and when people when mm -hmm. people are trying to tell you things you don't really understand because there's this one thing I learned um, when I was actually in school and it's a, it's a financial thing that goes with like dates way back it was when literally uh, like capitalism and good ideas making great businesses kind of started and it's called the Schumpeter's mm -hmm. circular flow model 
And it's yeah. basically how you have all these people who have the best ideas, but you know they don't they don't necessarily have the the business sense, the management sense, the CEO sense, that type of thing. And then you have the consumers who have the money and they have the ability to pay for these things and and build your brand and give you the knowledge. And that's exactly what mm -hmm. this is. That it's it's a yeah. perfect example of what of what that is. So I'm glad you said that because that that's really cool. Yeah. When I feel like yeah. not not only like the entrepreneur like entrepreneur side of things, I just like. Mm -hmm. I meant like you're you, like you're a driven person as it is, right? You have aspirations yeah. and like like you've made these goals for yourself and then you and go and get them. And then if you don't get them like med school, well, fuck it. I'm going a different way. I'm getting this one and then I'm getting that one. Mm -hmm. Right? I'm yeah. building I'm building my bricks up so that I can get that one kind of thing. And yeah. that just says so much about like you as a person and and you as totally in, in, in your character in general, right? Um, guys, so, uh, <laughs> me up. well, I mean, we have to, cause that's insane. <laughs> right. And, and, well, and like, yeah, sorry, keep going. No, I was just gonna say, and these steps you're taking is just, is just, I think inspiring to a lot of other people and yeah, I think I'll just leave it there. It's just inspiring to everyone. Oh, I got one more. Well, I got one like, more. No, keep going. Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say, well, like with this whole business, I mean, obviously I don't, I didn't know like how to start a business. I didn't know any of it. And I'm like really hard on myself with like sales and all this stuff. And my mom basically told me, and she literally reminds me all the time, like I started it to raise awareness and to help people. And so as long as I'm doing that, like I think I'm doing okay. So 100%. as like I get so stressed about like the money aspect and the sales, but as long as like people are learning something or even the win house, like if someone like got some sort of resource or something then like that's what i set out to do so like that's what i'm just going to keep trying to do like moving forward you know yeah yeah, yeah. The, the, i mean one thing i will say there too is like okay you know you say you stress about the sales sometimes and stuff like that but mm -hmm. at the end of the day like if if you're so if your main focus is to make sure you have brand identity and you have a message around your business and you're trying mm -hmm. to build a community every single day that you're operating the cash is going to come regardless you know what i mean brand yeah. identity is the biggest reason why brands like nike are worth so much money and brands like yeah. are worth so much money and you know things like that so i think that that's i think that's that's um I think that's a very important thing to to understand. And I got one more good question. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one thing yes. I've one thing I I've noticed from like talking with people and stuff like that is there's usually one one or two things that every single entrepreneur with a startup or being a CEO of a startup really really enjoys or really hates or really doesn't like. So, mm -hmm. I'll ask you, what is your absolute favorite thing and what is like your least favorite thing? Something you just are like, "Oh, like come on." um they're kind of the same so okay. like my favorite thing is designing it and like coming yeah. up with, coming up with an idea and yeah. like i'm already thinking i already have my designs and like my ideas set for like july like i it's just i just think it's so fun but then at the same time waiting for the samples and dealing with manufacturers and all that is just like exhausting i'm like guys let's pick it up right yeah 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 no I, yeah. I i totally hear you i totally hear you on that <laughs> that's awesome well you know i i think it's only it's only it's only right if we uh sit here and we plug the socials and brian's brand here so you can find her at healthridgecollective.com on tiktok mm -hmm. at healthridge at healthridge collective and on instagram at healthridge collective as well and yes. uh hopefully one time i'm putting this out there the weekly fix can we do a collab with hc and make a shirt or a hoodie that's the real question guys that would be 
Sick. That'd be dope. How Especially sick some be? boys, like boys' ideas. Sick. <laughs> yeah. I'm down. I, Let's run I, it. I'm down. I think it's a shot in the dark. I was like, you know what? I think we could probably make something really cool. You got you got the streetwear look completely down. I, I love it. I'm I'm serious. I'm probably going to be buying a hoodie. I, I want to buy a hoodie. So if we could do oh, something, no. that would be that'd be huge. Yeah. That'd be awesome. You're like, I better yeah. say this on on our podcast because she can't say no. Exactly. She's our guest, exactly. So she has to say right? Yes right now. Hook, line, and sinker. Got her. Exactly. No, I'm being serious. That would be so sick. Cool. Cool. We'll look into okay. It. That's awesome. Um, That's so, awesome. Brianne, you mentioned you mentioned um, you know the process for exams for the MCAT and and yes. trying to pursue med school and stuff like that. Um, you talked about how stressful that was on you and, and the process and how mentally draining that was. Um, can you kind of touch on, I guess, the whole process of that? And do you still plan on trying to do that? And I mean, obviously, I think you do. But can you just kind of enlighten us on what that experience was like for you? Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, you like you're in the medical field. So like in the medical field, it's very, very competitive. And you have a lot of pressure on you all the time. So even in undergrad, you had kids that were in undergrad that were like, I got a 98 on this exam. What did you get? I'm going to get into med school. You're not because I have research hours. I have volunteer work. I have extracurricular, like, and you yeah. suck basically. Yeah. And so that's really hard to handle for like four years or five years or however long your undergrad is. And then the MCAT is a bitch. So I don't know if people know, but it's like broken into separate um, sections. And basically, it's just like a huge ass long exam. Normally, it's like eight hours. But because of COVID, mine got like shortened and all this stuff. But people study for the MCAT for like a year, like six months. Like it is so hard. Can we, hold on. And Can we pause I'm for a sec? Did you, did you say an yeah. eight hour exam? It's mm -hmm. huge, dude. There's multiple sections, and it uh, yeah, dude. there's four you sections. Can, correct, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't it not? It's it's an exam that like so if you, let's say if you get one right, it'll go to a next question. But if you get one wrong, it'll give you something like easier or like it'll it, it never it never it, it's there's some algorithm built in there where how you answer questions and what you get right versus what you get wrong depends on yeah. how long the exam is or how yeah. Um, well, I think the exam's the same length, but it's like if you get an easy question right, then yeah. your score doesn't jump as much. But if you get mm. a hard question right, it jumps more. Like yeah. it scales you based on everyone else that's taking the exam. Right. Yeah. So it's Crazy. not like you got one right, so you get one point. It's like you got one right, but everyone else got one right too. So that's an easy question. Like right, right, they compare right. you to people and it's you're like, why? Test. Yeah. That's and like, so it's that's broken into four general. sections. Yeah. Like you're constantly so, getting compared to others. I know. From, and from that's what's like so hard. Yeah. Oh, man. And so basically I took the exam. I took it in July the first time and I did not do well. I mean, first of all, people stress you out about the MCAT in general. Like people literally tell you it's like terrifying. And so I went in and I was panicked. Yeah. And the first section is chem and physics. And I'm not good at math. I'm not good at chem. You don't get a calculator. You have to have every formula memorized in your head. Like well, it I'm is failing. just so hard. <laughs> and so I didn't do well. And that like broke me because you hear about all the other people who do so well. Right. Like it's kind of it's kind of the same thing as mental health. Like people will talk about their accomplishments, but no one's going to come up to you and be like, I failed the MCAT. I'm going to take 
get again. 100%. You know, everyone comes up to you and they're like, I got 100. Like, I literally got 100th percentile. I'm so good. Yeah. So I was like, this is the worst thing ever. But obviously, I was like, I'm going to apply to med school, so I need to retake it. So I took it again in September. And I applied to Canadian and American schools, which is good and bad. I mean, being a Canadian that went to an American school and has an American degree is like weird for Canadian schools to want to accept me because they're like, yeah. why did you go somewhere else? Yeah. But then being a Canadian, trying to go to America for med school, they're like, you're an international student. We only take 1%. So I basically got rejected from every school. And it was like, it probably would have been okay if it wasn't like I got rejected from like 12 schools, every, like one a week. And you're like, I need to block all of you because you're harassing my emails. Like, yeah kind of idea so yeah it's just like it was really hard but obviously I'm gonna try again a lot of people honestly don't get into med school on their first try so it's like actually kind of normal just a lot of people don't talk about that so then you think that you're like really shitty yeah because you didn't get in like you're kind of like the okay yeah there's a there's a there's yeah. a there's a few things I want to touch on there. So the first thing I just want to let you know I was actually on the track to medicine starting out in university. That's kind of, that was a mm-hmm. goal of mine. And yeah, you know I I realized very early on exactly what you had said is that you know you're just compared to everybody. Uh, it's never mm-hmm. a team effort. It's it's all about who you are individually. Even though in the broad scheme of things you're just a number in a class of four hundred. Exactly. Yeah. Million. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, for me I I understood very early on. I was like, you know what? I'm more of a team guy. I I, mm-hmm. I don't think like the, the compare the comparing and all that all that type of stuff I realized was kind of not not for me. But uh, yeah, I just yeah. I just want to talk like because that was a mindset that I had, but. But I want to hear like what what is the mindset or like what is the drive to kind of push past where I went like because I realized like I'm a team guy I got to get out you know this isn't for me yeah. but like I know more people go on and I know that even though they may still think like I'm a team person maybe I don't want to be in this they continue to to go forward so like what mindset is that like what what place do you put <laughs> yourself in and like what does that look like well I think for me like I had to acknowledge that med school and getting into med school like a big thing is they put emphasis on your grades and on what you do and your extracurriculars and all this stuff and my mindset for myself is like that's not how I'm going to be as a physician like I had to kind of change my mindset and be like being a good doctor does not mean that you have the highest test scores like you hear all the time about patients who are so scared to go to their doctors because they're going to get dismissed or whatever yeah, okay, so you get 100 on your MCAT, and you get 100% out, does that mean you're gonna be able to empathize and be compassionate towards your patient? Like, no. Yeah. The people who score like 132s, yeah, the people who score like 132s on the MCAT are the robots. Those are the people who just, you know what I mean? Like, they're just like, yeah, I don't know, you know? Exactly. And like, my mindset is I'm like, I'm just, I think I'm a very, very different type of pre-med than a lot of other people. And I think I'm going to be a good doctor because of who I am as a person and what I can do for my patient. Like growing up in and out of the hospital, I know what makes a good doctor and what doesn't. So I'm like, if a school doesn't want me because of my grades or because I'm not doing research on a fruit fly and know like their insulin level, like (laughs) then then why? Like, I just know I'm going to be a good doctor. So one school is going to want me at some time. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, (laughs) no one cares about your research. 
<laughs> you yeah, know, I am the, the fly <laughs> expert. I'll tell you the potassium <laughs> levels in all Literally, like, you should fly. hear some of them. They oh, like, come so to class bad. and they're like, oh, yeah, I was in lab the other day and we had a fruit fly and he died from a high level of insulin and his cortisol. And I'm like, I don't, what, what <laughs> is that going to do fuck? for you in the future? Like, yeah. See, I'm, the type of guy, I'm the type of guy that would show up to the lecture and, you know, these people are talking about flies and I'd be like, yeah, I dis I dissected a, ho a, a house fly by just smacking it with my hand and yeah. just see what they say. Yeah, you know? Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Like, oh, I just sit goodness. there and just mess. You so, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Brian, yeah. moving forward exactly. on this, I think, mm -hmm. I think the, the stuff that you're doing now and, you know, maybe you're not, you know, studying insulin on flies and all that bullshit. <laughs> But you know you, yeah. but but you you have you have you now have a business behind your your belt that you you, mm -hmm. you can say that you've done, and it's you know putting cause and money and awareness towards mental health and awareness on that, and I think that's something that's gonna almost check a box mm -hmm. for med schools that are looking at yeah. your your applications, and I don't know if you yeah. plan that or if it was just you know something that kind of came up and you're like you know what now that great maybe it's just an extra thing that mm -hmm. that might help me um i know now i'm like fuck i already applied to med school and then i came up with hc and i'm like oh shit do i email them and i'm like by the way yeah <laughs> i i started this like please yeah. take me down <laughs> you know <laughs> like just so you know yeah this is yeah. what i've been doing no I, you literally have the kids that are like i cured covid in the pandemic and you're like oh okay cool i made a hoodie like okay okay yeah, cool yeah i cured like, covid chemical equations on viruses yeah. i was out here making gear like, well, get out of here i'm more I'm better like, looking than yeah. you yeah. Oh, i'm like yeah i took goodness. photoshop and i put a few things in but like yeah oh my gosh oh yeah. that's funny that is i okay I, I you know I, I i so get what you're saying i'll, I'll tell you i'll tell you one mm -hmm. story about my experience this is in the first week of um when i was in sciences uh in edmonton at u of a yeah. I uh, I sat beside a, a couple people, a couple of the guys I'm actually still friends with to this day. But there was this one girl that came and sat down beside us, and uh, you know I I just introduced myself. A couple of the guys I had just met introduced themselves too. We're first years. We're all happy go lucky, mm -hmm. and you know I, I had no idea. Yeah, I was naive. So naive. I just show yeah. up. I'm just like guy. <laughs> like, this I'm is here, so like, fun. Stop, hang loose. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like who cares? Who wants to drink tonight? You know I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's literally. Right? You know nah, I mean? dude. So, I want to go study flies, bruh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm I'm pounding flies to the cows come home, baby. No. So, yeah. Um. So, anyways, I, I introduced myself to this girl, and, and a few days later, I I realized I I kind of like, without even realizing, I realized that she wasn't sitting beside us anymore. And I'm trying mm -hmm. to think to myself like, what did did we say something? Like, did we scare this girl away? Maybe it's yeah. just we're a group of guys, whatever. Oh, you're smelly. Well, I came to find out because one of her friends ended up being in one of our lab groups. That the reason why that she stopped sitting beside us is because she found out that we wanted to go to med, and she didn't want to be competitive with us. Really. That's the like, reason why I don't she didn't want to sit beside us because she was worried that we were being competitive with her. I'm like, eh, eh, eh? it like, like it what? just confuses me because I'm like, do people know how many physicians are in the world? Also, like yeah. in a pandemic, like they need us. I also said that for my application. I'm like, do they not need me? Yeah. Like, yeah. are we not in a shortage of doctors? Like, should you not be paying me to come to your school right now and learn? 
Where's yeah, pay, yeah, pay me. My I'm like, beauty I'm like, let me come. You know I mean? yeah. I'm, a, I'm a class A beauty. I'm just here to show up <laughs> yeah. and have a good time. Like, exactly. sign me up right now, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. So, Brian, yeah. you mentioned in uh, one of your podcast episodes um, the importance mm-hmm. of celebrating the small things in life. Um, yeah. I think you used the example of, like, making your bed every day. That's something mm-hmm. that... I yeah. think like that's something that stuck with me when I when I was listening to it. Um, can you kind of explain why you mentioned that in your podcast and just kind of enlighten us on what does it actually mean to celebrate the little things? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, first of all, I'm very, very hard on myself. Like if someone asks me, like, what are you proud of? Like, I'm not this sounds really bad and I'm working on it in therapy, so it'll be fine. <laughs> but I like I'm not really proud of very many things like even my degree I'm like I could have studied harder I could have got a better GPA like I just have that mentality You're very critical and so yeah like extreme like it's not okay my therapist was like we gotta fix this because that's not that's not what we should be doing but so even in the pandemic like waking up and working out was like a huge task and obviously we're in a pandemic so it was really hard for everyone to even just get out of bed so i needed to learn to if i got up and i worked out i should be so proud of myself even if that's the only thing i did for the day because i got up and i did something if i made my bed i should be like wow good for me for taking one step towards like having a better outlook or just something like just the little things because like you just kind of go through the motions of the day and you don't really think about those and then you kind of I mean, for me, I would go through the motions of the day and then I would be at the end of the day, we're in lockdown. And I was like, I didn't do anything today. I did absolutely nothing. I'm a piece of shit. Like I did literally nothing. And then I had to, yeah. And then you have to think and be like, okay, no, I got up and I did a workout on my floor in my room. Good for me. I took a shower. Um, don't shower very often. So good for me for taking a shower. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I had to be like, I made my bed. I ate a good breakfast. Like I just had to learn to like celebrate those small wins. And then over time, like it just changes your mentality so much. And that honestly is what kind of gets you out. of. You're the only person that's going to get yourself out of that rut at the end of the end of the day. So like changing that mentality was a really, really big thing for me. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, one thing, one thing I wanted to say is that, you know, for me, especially, first of all, I agree with you that, you know, celebrating the small things and and celebrating the small wins is very important, but you know, a big thing for me is that's a small win is, uh, staying out of kind of what you talked about in the one podcast about the burnout and yeah. for me, staying out of that burnout is staying in a routine and that's a small mm-hmm. win for me. You know what I'm saying? Like I, yeah. I know that if I'm in a really good routine and I know what my day looks like and I have it planned, even the days in the pandemic seem to fly by, even though real, mm-hmm. realistically, I'm not necessarily doing a lot. I'm still conforming to some sort of routine. So I guess my right. question is, you know, talking about the burnout <clears throat> and everything like that, it, mm-hmm. do you feel as though that, you know, routines are important to stay out of the burnout. And do you think that even if you were to have one day that was off routine or, you know, not, not that little win with the routine, do you feel like you can kind of find yourself slipping into that burnout pretty quick? Oh, a thousand percent. I'm a very routine person. Like I even guys, like I will eat the same breakfast every single day. Like I am just such a routine person. It's insane. And so even like yesterday, my routine was messed up a little bit. I did a workout later in the day than as opposed to like early in the morning. And I was like, 
what is going on and i just i was anxious the whole day like it was just now you not weird about the day yeah it's like an off-tune and you're like, guitar it's an off-tune guitar mm-hmm. it still works but it's not great yeah. you know exactly yeah. and so i think part of it also is because i'm such a routine person i need to learn to just go with the flow a little bit more because like a day like yesterday it threw me completely off all because my workout got moved to the afternoon instead of the morning and i have to learn to be more adaptive with that because like what's going to happen like going through life like obviously things are going to come up routines going to change and so you have to just learn to like go with it but yeah i'm a huge routine person it's insane i will eat the same food every day at like the same time like it's yeah yeah. it's to the minute it's to the minute so i guess that's a good thing though i mean like that that's really good that's really good that you're talking about the eating thing because my next question is kind of about that you know i i heard you uh, Mm -hmm. say on the podcast that you know if you if you start eating bad food or you don't eat something that's kind of on your routine as far as the eating realm is concerned you really you said you kind of start feeling the anxiety you're not doing so great you Mm -hmm. just kind of feel like i said like a an off off tune guitar kind of right yeah you know my one question is, and, and this is just something that I, I noticed, is that, you know, I've I've lost weight in the past and obviously I've been in the mm-hmm. gym and whatnot. I realize the importance of eating junk food sometimes to at least like reset, not even like reset the metabolism per se, but like just just like get your mindset you, get away from uh, having feeling like you're eating rabbit food all the time sometimes because mm-hmm. that's what gets in my head so would you agree with me that even though you know some like eating bad food can really mess with the brain and you know it's not very great for you it is good sometimes especially if you're trying to if you're trying to not just get super super like neurotic about about your eating routine and and kind of yeah away from that rabbit diet you know yeah I mean, when like growing up, like I used to model. So that kind of, in a way, messed up my like body image and like my eating habits. And so during quarantine, I had to finally face it and like, learn how to eat again, basically, like in a different way, that's like better for my body. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, when you're like 16, and these people are telling you like, you're too fat all the time, it messes with you. And I just never really dealt with it. Yeah. But I am the person like, you know, how some people can eat like, a little bit of chips every day and they're like fine i'm not that person yeah Yeah, i'm not that person i have to have my day no same so like literally monday through like friday i will be so clean i'll eat my food because also it makes me feel better and like mentally it makes me feel better and it's just so good and then on saturday i'll be like you know what we're having cinnamon buns for breakfast we're gonna (laughs) i'm gonna eat whatever i want yeah and have as much freedom as i want and then by Sunday, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to work out and eat clean again. Totally. And it just yep. works for me. I can't, I can't do moderation. Like I, <laughs> I try and it does not work. <laughs> yeah. 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 Awesome. Totally. So, totally. Okay. Uh, yeah. So Go this ahead. is, this is a good kind of like transition moment. And I think it's a little pit stop for a little fun game that I want to play. So going off the oh, food no. cravings and um, <laughs> kind of. I'm scared. He knows too much about me. I never know what he's going to say. <laughs> Going off the food cravings and junk food and wanting to eat, like, <clears throat> you know, having your cheat days and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I think it's, I think it'd be fun if we, if we play a little game and I want it, it's just, okay. it's basically just going to be a ranking. Okay. So okay. I want you to rank these snack foods in order from, okay. I need, I can't live without, and I will, uh-huh. I will eat these nonstop to, you okay. know what? I'm okay if these kind of like go off to the side. Okay. Got it. There's only three. <clears throat> okay. I'm judging you on this, by the way. Yeah. Oh, no. So, so much like us, I know that you're a Krispy Kreme fanatic. 
so, Tristan Dexter. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, so much like us. Okay. So for us, it's very traditional. So like we'll go to Maui with our family and stuff and we'll, we'll stop at a Krispy mm-hmm. Kreme donut and we'll have to have that. Krispy naturally. Donut, okay? Naturally. Yeah. And naturally. Like you said, naturally they're the best on the planet and I will agree and I will stand yeah. by and argue with anyone against that. Okay. Uh-huh. So your first one is, is Krispy Kreme donuts. Okay. So okay. that's, that's the first one. Second one. Okay. Any Krispy Kreme donut? Any Krispy Kreme like donut. Like glazed? Yeah. Hot and fresh. Oh, those like glazed. Straight. Yeah. Unreal. That's side job. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then, uh, and then I also know you like Oreos and I'm the exact same yeah. way. I'm the exact same way. Okay. So, okay. I guess we'll, we'll do a side question. If you had to pick one flavor of Oreos to be your absolute favorite. And I know that you've yeah. tried like pretty all much all the Oreos you could name. Uh, yeah. What would be your absolute favorite? This is just a side question. You're going to be so disappointed because I know you're thinking it's going to be something like crazy, but my favorite are the Oreo Thins. Yeah, I like those too. Oreo those Thins? Like, so I don't know. I don't know. They're literally air. Yeah. You can toss those back. <laughs> you can pound there. They're like chips. And you're like, fuck. Here's the double stuff, you can't triple stack. I can couple no. s- <laughs> stack those thin babies and just... Take it, take it on like a berg. Oh Double my stuff, God. I'm like, the ratio is too off. Like, yeah. whoever made them, not smart. Not smart. The thin, you dip them in the ice cream, you use it as a spoon. Guys, I have a whole system. Oh. Revolutionary. We're going to have to hold, yeah. we're going to have to do a whole new episode on, on how do you eat <laughs> We just Oreos talk about food. Cream. I'm like, these are my favorite snacks. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm, I'm, exactly. Right I'm a, I'm a like original guy. Like I, like, like the, just some like of the, the normal ones, just the normal ones. Just the normal mm-hmm. with a glass hey, well, of milk. Th- you're Gucci. I'm gonna throw this all upside down. You know what I like the most? The fudgios, the freaking chocolate ones, man. Those like are good. The, the, not the Oreos, they're, like the fudgios. Good, ones but... that come in that brown pack. And that is, <laughs> I love those. Those are unreal. Yeah. You know what ones I want to try so bad are the Brookie ones that are like the brownie, oh, the yeah. cookie Oreos. Okay, yeah. I haven't I even seen those. I messaged so... my friends in Arizona and I was like, I'm gonna need one of you to go buy them and send them to me because we don't have them. Yeah. Well, like I need them. You that know what? Bad. I was mind blown when I saw the Lady Gaga Oreos. They're oh, like pink. Yeah. They're like Those pink and gross green. To me. They look gross to me. I don't want to. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't I want to make a... a quick comment before I move forward, though. How sad is it that in the U.S. they got In and Out, they got Shake Shack, they got mm-hmm. Portillo's, they got all these things, and Canada doesn't have a single one of them. Like, what <laughs> yeah, is this? Dude, I if know. we had, <laughs> not only are we on lockdown, and I feel like I'm in prison. Yeah. But we actually Although don't we have, have any of this stuff. That's true. That's fair. That's true. A but farmer's like, that's a fair. That's Fuck a, me up. Yo, <laughs> Chipotle sauce. Ooh. Oh, guys, whoever whoever said let's put a sausage egg hash brown yeah. in a wrap with some Chipotle mayo. Yeah. Genius. Yeah. Mr. Horton knew what he was doing. Like that is unreal. <laughs> Exactly. I love that it. Person got, that person got into med school without having to touch any flies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he put that on his application and they were like, you are so innovative. Yeah. And you, you're in, yeah. uh, that's it. We want you. Yeah. You're drafted. Yeah. You're drafted. Yeah. No, you're right, Nathan. I wish, I wish the two that I wish we had were Chipotle and uh, uh, Chick-fil-A. Those are the two that I... Chick-fil-A and In-N-Out. That's all I want. Wait. Man. I've had both those and they're fantastic. Tristan, how do you eat Chick-fil-A? I have not had Chick Fil A. Are Chick-fil-A. you still allergic to nuts? Oh, no. Oh, oh no, I'm not. Cook, uh, I'm not. 
I outgrew. Did you not I know that? We were oh, okay, we're going. Oh my goodness, no! I kind of. Oh. I think I outgrew that when I was like. Wait, actually, yeah. Seven. Oh, actually, I feel like I did know that. Yeah, I feel like I was Other super people, young. Chick Fil A cooks <laughs> their food in peanut oil, so I can't eat it. So I've oh. never had it. He outgrew oh, it all into his on... legs. Have you seen how tall he is? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah for real. Yeah. Oh, you're missing out on Five Guys too. Then that's a. Yeah, I've never had Five Guys. Oh, Whoa, slaps! I know. Yeah, allergies run that's deep in your family. That's for sure. I, that, that's a Friday meal for sure. For sure, that's a Friday. Okay, yeah. All yeah. right, back on track. So okay, sorry. What's the third one? Okay, so we have we have just to re so recap. We have Krispy Kreme donuts. Okay, Oreos, yeah. your favorite flavor. You can choose the thins. Okay, and mm -hmm. then and then whatever your favorite flavor of chip is. I feel like there is way too many to narrow down. But your favorite uh -huh. flavor of chip. So you okay, have to so rank all them. Dressed or flaming hot barbecue. Or flaming hot barbecue. Damn. Have you had them? Hot. <laughs> Is it like They're the like so the Doritos good. or like the No Ruffles? Oh no, I haven't had that. Oh my god. What do you guys have over there? Come on. They're like so Well, we're good. an hour away. I'd assume we have the same thing. Like, what do, the fuck? You guys have different stuff in right here. Why is this not a thing? <laughs> hey, let, let me tell you something about the Wild West lady. All right. There's a lot of different things over on this part of town. We got those oh my god, I bet. Pieces, right? We got Marlboro Reds and Captain Blacks. <laughs> Yeah, that's not a great flavor of chip. Okay, so you have to rank them. Okay, it's basically like it's okay. basically like um, kiss it, fucking and chuck it kind of kind of deal. But but it's like Ooh. wait, it's, it's fuck it higher than kiss it. Well, yeah, yeah, I think. What gives you more utility? I'm going. Are you going for passion or, like, going for passion or just? Make <laughs> you give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're not ranking it that way god no okay so you, you you basically have to like you have to you be like i need uh, i'm gonna eat this every single day and and like mm -hmm. you know i'm not gonna gain any weight i'm not gonna do it like i could eat these every day it's my right. number 100 percent. the other one's kind of like a close second but you know i'll have them twice a day kind of thing or twice a week and then the last the last one's like yeah i don't really care if i have them okay and i feel like i know how this is gonna go but rank them I feel like you know too. Okay, um, every single day, twenty four seven, every single meal, Krispy Kreme donuts, occasionally Oreos, and then toss it all dressed chips. <laughs> toss it, yeah, fair enough. Toss I feel, yeah, I feel it. like I, I feel like I saw that coming from a mile away, and I don't even think I had yeah, to ask. Yeah, I'm you the pretty question, sure you've but... watched me eat my Krispy Kreme donuts before. <laughs> like I, I can pound those back. Uh, They're as easy. A, as a viewer and a speaker on this podcast, I'm very offended. You toss the chips. I'm going to have to write a very serious email to. Uh, what What would be <laughs> your favorite chips? My favorite chip? Oh. I. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Uh, Tristan knows this one. Salt and vinegar, Miss Vicky. Oh, oh. <laughs> first of all, first of all, we Can't have an issue with the salt and vinegar. Second of all, Can't we have that. an issue with the Miss Vicky's. Oh, you don't like Miss Vicky? She's not a very nice I, lady or what? She the, I, she the person knocking on your door asking if she could plant something in your backyard when you don't Oh know my god, I'm yeah. like offended that that's your favorite chip when there's like ruffles <laughs> and like Doritos out there. I'm a risk taker. I'm a risk taker. That's I guess so. I don't trust yeah. your taste buds. Why but... don't you, why don't you okay. like Mrs. Vicky's? Is um, it too crunchy? Like is it the kettle? Well, I'm doesn't... like, why are they baked so much? And then salt and vinegar. I'm like, who, who said let's put like this weird spice on our chip? I don't know. Burn their face. That's what most people I hear say. About yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not my go-to. <laughs> no, I feel like no. a sunburn in the old mouth. <laughs> yeah. My favorite. My mm. favorite are uh, sweet chili heat Doritos. Those are my go-to. I've never had them, but apparently they're really good. And you're you're telling me that I that I'm weird for not trying flaming hot ruffles. Yeah. 
I feel like I haven't even seen them. I don't think I've ever even seen them in a store. Oh, you know what? I'm just going to like, I'll drive them to you. Okay. How about we meet halfway? I'll bring you. We'll meet halfway. I'll bring you Sweet Chili Heat. You bring me. I'm bringing you Miss Vicky's just to. No, those ones are not coming in the car. I'll take them out the window. I promise. You bring them to me and they're like back on your doorstep. Like right when you get home. I'm like. Before I even get home. Before I even get home. They're there when I show up. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, that was a pretty good game. I. I think. Yeah. I think that was yeah. pretty expected. I, but you knew. You knew the answer going like, into it. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of our families would know the same too. <laughs> oh, a thousand percent. Debbie's listening, going, "Yeah, that's definitely right." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. So I guess going off of that, um, mm -hmm. I, I got one more little kind of not. I guess it's not as light as the Krispy Kreme donut talk, but. Um, I don't know if you feel the same way, but when I changed directions uh, in life, I kind of felt uh, almost like a little bit of a failure and like and yeah. and, you know, people were maybe going to judge me for the choices that I make or made mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, ha you know, having all these directional changes in your life, too, and starting new things and stuff like that. I guess my question to you is, have you dealt with those feelings before? And if so, like, how did you? kind of cope with them or kind of manage them in a positive way yeah um okay well first of all like I literally texted you and I was like I think that's so good that you not said like fuck it but you basically were like yeah. I need to do what I need to do to yeah. be happy and I saw something the other day and it was like I mean for me going into med school I got really stressed out about how long it would take me to get in what age I would be when I'm a doctor and all this stuff and I saw this thing and it was like, when you're 40, you're going to be 40 anyways. So why yeah. don't you be happy and do what you want to do at 40? Because my whole thing was I could go and do something else and have a career by 40, or I could still be a resident or whatever, 100%. but you're going to be that age regardless. So why don't you just do something that makes you happy? Like, why would you want to be miserable? Yeah. Kind of idea. Yeah. And I mean, I definitely have had a lot of direction changes. I mean, I changed my major like four times in undergrad. Like I had no idea. But I feel like, I mean, obviously I had moments that I was like, are people going to be disappointed about this? Are people going to be like, even starting HC, I was like, are people going to look at me and be like, who does this girl think she is that she can just do this? Yeah. Like, this is so random. Why does she think she can? Totally. But at the end of the day, like I realized that the only person that's going to make me happy is myself. So I need to like, go through my life living for myself, because I can't do what my parents want me to do or what other people want me to do if that's not what makes me happy. Like, you know, like, yeah. does that make sense? I don't know. 100%. Well, like, I've lived, yeah. I think I've it's also it very well. normal. Like, yeah. we're what 24, 23, like, so many people make so many changes in their life. And like, I think I'm so old and I'm like, holy shit, I'm 24 and I don't even have a boyfriend. Yeah. So like, we need to like pick this up. I'm like, <laughs> I need to do something in life. But in the grand scheme of it, like we're so young. And so I'd rather go through all these changes now so that when I'm older, I'm like settled. And I'm like, I tried every single thing that I could try. And I gave it my shot, like for every single thing. And now I know like, I don't have any what ifs for sure. Cause right. that's my biggest fear is having what ifs and being like, well, what if I did this instead? And then the whole thing. Yeah. Right. 
I, I want to make one comment too about that. It's like, it's almost like, you know, if, if everybody's goal at the end of the day is to achieve kind of their existential self or be, or feel as though that they're the best form of self, right? Mm-hmm. Like you gotta, you, you, you kind of got to You kind of got to define what that self is. Like, is totally. that self the, the letters that are beside a name on an email footer? You know, is mm-hmm. it, is it, is it the credentials that you hold because of experience? Is it because you've literally just went through a lot of success and a lot of consequences and you, you've been through everything. Like what, what does that existential self self mean to you and whatever that mm-hmm. equates to and, and whatever like leads to the happiness is actually what's important. It's, it's never, totally. it's, it's never, it's never about anything else, but that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and that's one thing I, f- I feel like a lot of people don't do is they, they, they don't understand like what, what is the self that they actually want at the end of the day? Mm-hmm. Like what are those goals? And it, it, it can be something so subjective. Like I said, what three letters or what designation do they want beside their name or what experience mm-hmm. do they want to have? Or you, you know what I'm saying? Do like, for some people, maybe it's material things like they, they need a car or like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But it's whatever that existential self is, is that is what actually is going to stick at the end of the day. Totally. Right? Yeah. Well, like everyone's definition of success is so different. Yeah. Like when I'm a doctor, if I might not be the best doctor, but if I feel like I'm making my patients happy, then I could say I'm successful. But someone else might look at that and be like, dude, you literally yeah. suck. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's so like everyone has their own opinion. So at the end of the day, I like, like we said earlier, like everyone has an opinion on everything, no matter what. So you kind of just have to stay true to yourself and do what is best for you at the end of it, because no matter what you do, someone's going to have an opinion on it in some way. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, one thing also I kind of wanted to yeah. talk about too, is that, you know, I, I, I realize that a lot of people, and like what we just said, is a lot of people kind of feel like maybe they're they're held back in their successes, or and, and you know they're mm-hmm. they're held back in in their existential self, existential self, or they're held back in some of the goals that they have, regardless of what success looks yeah. like for them because of the pandemics and and how things are kind of going yeah, on right totally. now. So, you know, I, I guess on a simple level, you know. Um, what like how have you taken maybe a situation a situation in that realm where you felt that you were kind of slowed down i know you kind of you kind of talked about it before we got on the podcast and whatnot, but have you taken mm-hmm. kind of a bad situation in that realm and turned it into a, a positive one and been able to move forward kind of through the sludge or kind of through the mud that this pandemic has kind of laid on everybody you know yeah well i mean i'm very much that person that i was constantly on the go like yeah ever since i was little i always had like 17 things that i was doing even if it was like just dance i was at five different studios like i always had to have something and so even this year i'm not in school anymore and i was supposed to go travel and i was supposed to go live my life and instead i'm like stuck at home with my parents and my brother like Mm -hmm. literally doing nothing yeah yep and so like i said earlier like i had to take this time and like work on myself like i have so much deep rooted trauma that I didn't know I had. And so I kind of was like, I'm gonna just take this time and I'm gonna like focus on myself and I'm gonna get my shit together so that when this is over, I'm gonna be so different than how I came into it. And even like, we just went into lockdown today or whatever. And I said to my mom, like, I'm gonna take this next lockdown. And as shitty as it is, and as like isolating as it feels, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna work out, I'm gonna eat healthy, I'm gonna like do all this stuff. So that when it's over, I'm like my best self, you know? Totally. Yeah. But yeah. I totally get it. Like when you feel stagnant, you're like, I haven't done anything. Like I literally keep telling everyone like this whole year, I feel like I've done nothing. 
and again you have to celebrate the little wins and be like no i did this and i did this and i did this yeah. like yeah totally. yeah i got through my routine thing. but at this yeah i know what you mean you though know? it's like that feeling you know those mm-hmm. pictures you see where people get duct taped to the wall that's literally what i think it kind of is you're just like yeah <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like, you ain't moving and, man and again, like yeah yeah and it's an external thing like it's not like i can be like come on Bree, like get your shit together and do something i'm like no no, i literally can't go outside like where am i supposed to go yeah Yeah, you know yeah yeah, i'm literally i'm just chilling at home yeah Yeah. Yeah. all right uh brian so i i want to kind of throw it way back to probably at least 11 years ago i'm scared at least 11 as soon as you're throwback she's like She's like, oh God, what is he? Have? I was like, oh my what God, this boy has known me through every <laughs> stage of my life. So, so for for people that don't know, um, like I yeah. said at the start, like Brianne and I, we've been family friends for since we were born. Um, mm-hmm. and we went on I, vacation together. So this is the point that I'm oh, going to bring up yeah. is oh. is we oh. we did this big trip to Orlando together with yeah. both of our families. Yeah, I want I want to kind of pick your brain and I want you to tell me what your favorite memory or what you remember from that trip is because there's one thing that stands out that's one thing that stands out in my mind that I (laughs) is it gonna be the same it might be the same I have two okay I have two I'm gonna say the one that I don't think you're thinking of first and then I'll say the one that you're thinking of okay so the first one is well when we went on that trip I went through a really big tomboy phase and I only dressed in boys clothing and Brenna Tristan's little sister decided to copy me so we went to the Nike store and she bought the exact same outfit as me and we were wearing boy shorts and boy shirts and I I I didn't I didn't dress like a girl at all like I literally stole my brother's clothes and then I got Brenna into it and then Brenna was in this yep. phase and we were like literally you me my brother and brennan and we were like four little boys walking down <laughs> in orlando like, we, you know what's funny we all thing. we all looked the like tommy two boys we all were yeah. matching we literally yeah. like me and nick had blue we had blue shorts on and like a white and blue <laughs> shirt and, and then brenna had red and and, and we're like sw- swear to god we're walking down like mainland or uh mm-hmm. main drag of disneyland looking like four yeah. <laughs> we're looking like Literally. we're looking like four dj Khaleds mm-hmm. in like summertime in miami yeah. well, well you know like <laughs> oh my God. brenna if you're listening to this i am so sorry i'm so I'm sorry that's about all that. on her <laughs> oh my god and then the other thing i remember is when we went to disney world or whatever you bought a sword or something and you tried to take it through security at the airport and they were like they were like sir you can't bring this through and it got confiscated and we were like he's such an idiot he put it in his carry-on bag and it was like it was like a sharp sword like it wasn't like a plastic one it was like like a fighter one through security with excalibur (laughs) and they were like and and they were like they were literally to your parents they were like you let him bring this through like it was the weirdest and we were all just standing there watching tristan like little 10 year old tristan like trying to fight for his sword it was a whole thing (laughs) i got that i remember i got that from the pirates of the caribbean uh right yeah yeah and i was yeah. so proud of it walking around all day with it and shit oh my god i, I honestly okay I literally so remember we were like at the house or whatever and you would go around and you were like swinging oh, this yeah. shit like everywhere oh yeah I and we were like Tristan, knock it off yeah that's you're not you're not in you're the movie someone. i don't know you're what you're doing oh dude i thought i dude, bro i thought i was captain jack sparrow for sure 100 percent 
Um, oh, totally. You went through a phase. So, okay. So, yeah, I did. I did. So, the two things that you mentioned are not actually the thing that I was, that stuck out in my head from that trip. Wait, is it the, is it like so, something with the pool or something? So, like we would make videos or something? <laughs> okay. I don't know. So, okay. Oh, no. Here's, here, okay. So, we went, when, so I think we went to vid. Universal Studios or something like that, right? And we went and watched this, like, <laughs> like so this, 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 this massive stunt performance with like, fire and like guys driving cars backwards and drifting and you know guys shooting each other and and flipping off and like Mm -hmm. all this like crazy stuff right so what do we do when we get home that very night oh we gotta we we had to put on we had to put on our own stunt show we had to reenact it yeah so we're we're in the (laughs) i'm pretty sure we still have the video we videotaped it and you know (laughs) We're like pretending to shoot each other and fall into the pool and, and and do all this crazy stuff. And I don't know why, but it stuck out in my head like the number one thing from that trip. And it was the funniest moment ever. Oh my God. I, I, yeah, I remember that. And I definitely committed. Like, remember I used to go to oh, acting yeah. camp in LA and like audition oh, yeah. for Disney. Like I, I committed oh, yeah. to that stunt show. <laughs> we were this in Tommy it. Oh my god! Stunt crew. This Tommy Boy yeah. DJ Khaled Minis stunt crew. Absolutely. And we were all Khaled like Minis. really tall and lanky, and it was like oh, the yeah. worst thing ever. We didn't know how to control our bodies. Like nope. it was like nope. it was like a mess. And I thought for sure one of us, like looking back now, I'm surprised one of us didn't like conquer heads or something because we we're jumping off the hot tub into the pool. We're jump like it was all over the place. It was epic. all over the I place. That. Oh my Nitro god! Circus epic. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I uh, what I will suggest is that we eventually, whether we're fifty or we find later it. on after COVID's no longer a thing, we either find mm-hmm. it and watch it, and then try to reenact what we did back when we were twelve. Yeah, I was or, gonna say make a new oh one. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I want to see this. Yeah. I'm buying tickets. Yeah. I'm buying tickets. Yeah, we'll oh box, my god! We'll box you and Nick, and I'm can you imagine? While I watch. Yeah, it'd be. I mean, <laughs> me and Nick. I mean, Nick's tall as shit now too. So I mean. Yeah, that'd like be a, you, that'd what, be a six whole five different... and Nick's six six. Like yeah. you guys. Oh my god. Hey, that'd be a stunt show and a half. I might break a that'd hip or so a knee or something, funny. but. It's worth it. Fuck it. Yeah, man. Two stunts from two twigs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So if you're down, I'm down. <laughs> totally. All right. Well, Brianne, to end things off here, um, I want to mm-hmm. share a quote from you. Uh, something that oh, you no. said. And I want you to maybe give us a little Cole's notes uh, explanation of it. Just a short little snip of what you think uh, the deeper meaning of this quote is. Okay. Okay. So you said, we've been broken so many times, but we're all still pushing towards something. Yes. You want to? Yeah. No one said anything, and I like got really quiet. Um, <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to just give us like the Cole's notes version of that, and like what the deeper meaning of that is? Yeah. So in that quote, I was basically s- telling everyone why I started HC, and just how so many things have happened that have broken me down, and basically, kind of just I wouldn't let it like completely break me if that makes sense like it may have broken me for like a week or like two weeks or a month or however long but I always pick myself back up and I always keep pushing towards something like as we said med school broke me down but like does that mean I'm gonna stop trying to go no so just basically like everyone goes especially like everyone goes through their own shit and like you don't know what people are going through and like the fact that someone's still showing up in whatever way is 
so admirable because again like you don't know what people are going through exactly, exactly. commendable yeah percent. well yep. you heard it here first from brianne herself interview with tiger woods complete exactly thank you thank you thank you thank you coming soon exactly fix yeah. yeah. Fix HC collab. Exactly. Stay tuned for that. You no. know, knickknack patty whack. <laughs> Give the dog a bone. No, <laughs> Brianne, I want you. I want to thank you so much for being here and taking the time yeah. to do this interview. I had an enormous amount of fun, even just reflecting on Thanks so much. Thanks for having and it me. Was, I had so awesome. much fun. <laughs> awesome meeting you. Awesome hearing about your things. I want nothing but the best for your business. You know, I'm super interested Thanks. in these types of things. So hearing all about it. I want... what, you have, what you're doing is is fantastic. Thanks, guys. I want you guys to come on um, WTTC. Hell like, yeah. Welcome to the collective. Yeah, let's do you it. Betcha. Name Hell a time yeah, and date. We'll plan it. <laughs> we'll plan it. We have, a, we have a lot of things in the works, apparently. Exactly. Yeah. Can't yeah. wait yeah. for the future. Big things behind the scenes here, okay? All right. <laughs> exactly. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. Uh, yeah. Tune in next week. We got another guest coming on. Uh, I'm going to keep it in the, the surprise uh, realm yeah. for this one, but. I guess that's your uh, that's your weekly fix. We'll see you next week. Deuces.